Welcome to the News Grubs podcast, a new and refreshing news format presented by the one and only Scotto, AP and The Fish. Hi everyone, welcome to the News Grubs for this week. I'm Scotto and as usual I'm joined by uh, Fishy and AP. Hi guys. Hello. Uh, This week we're looking at Hong Kong and its relationship with Tiananmen Square. We're also having a bit of a look at, well, taste, frankly, of lickable TV screens. That should be tasty. Uh, should James Bond be dead? And the perils of online dating. But first, Fishy, what's this go uh, about Chrome and basically uh, the end of the world as we know it? Oh, looking, I'm not going to go technical because uh, some of our listeners are not that technical, but uh, they should know that Chrome is one of the most popular web browsers in the world available for mobile devices as well as desktop computers it competes with other browsers like edge safari never heard chrome's of huge absolutely huge it's the only one and, i use and it, yeah, and the way it works with chrome it's a it's basically think of it as a project it's called open source mm-hmm. where people in other words uh programmers and other developers and so forth contribute to its growth and uh, features and security over time. And as they do that, it's assigned a a particular version number. Mm -hmm. Now, what Chrome has decided, or Google, who owns Chrome, has decided to do some time back, is use uh, double digits uh, to signify the the version number. So, for example, they're kind of officially up to 96, Uh-oh. although uh, there's a version that's about to be released soon that's up to 99. Oh, I see where this is heading. Yeah. Uh, does the Millennium bug ring true here? Y2K all over again. Yeah, because the problem's the same, effectively. Now, you might remember the Millennium bug was uh, the computer systems around the world weren't really designed to roll over uh, to the year 2000 Mm -hmm. because of the way the the dates were formatted and no one picked up on that until a few years before the year 2000 and there was a massive panic and there were suggestions that um, some computer systems wouldn't be able to cope and there'd be crashes and electricity grids would shut down and so forth well in the in the case of chrome the web browser when it hits uh uh, 1999-100 from mm-hmm. 1999 to 100 uh, technically because it, uh, some uh, software like um, web design software, in mm-hmm. other words software that uh, is used by people to design websites right. so those, those types of programs uh, weren't designed to have triple digits like 100 101 and so forth, they were, so they'll treat the rollover of a hundred as the number ten, and the problem with that is, systems around the world are, d- are designed to give people the best user experience by detecting the version of the uh, Chrome mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. and delivering people the very best they can uh, uh, via the web, based on. Uh, a predetermined range of web versions. So they're not going to allow people to uh, access with version 10 because that's so old, it won't be able to support some of the new technologies that people who are building websites are using these days. So the world's bucket. 
But, well, there'll be some sites that just simply will reject the rollover of 100, which, which is really an amazing thing when you think about it. Okay. You, would, you, you would have thought they would have learned from the, you know, the millennium experience. Especially since know. Chrome didn't come in, or like Google didn't even come in existence until, what, 1998? Correct. And everyone was working on it by then. Well, Chrome, Chrome came in way, 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 way later than that. So Google started in 98. They were primarily a search engine and did nothing else. And then, of course, they started getting their hands into uh, other things, including building their own browser. Bloody lazy. So, uh, That's what yeah. it is, laziness. Well, I think it's taking the eye off the ball, really. That should not have happened. Mm. Yeah, no, what do you think, Paul? What do you think, AP? Uh, well, they're currently limiting uh, the uh, engagements of the versions of Chrome uh, to nothing nothing older than version 40. And that, that I suppose, rolls along. Uh, and they won't have a problem with that, as you said, until they get to the uh, triple yeah. digits, And then it's yeah. going to uh, be a problem. And they, said, they say they're working on a hack to fix it. That's disturbing. So, yes, they're, they're calling it the hack fix to... Uh, to see if they can uh, put 99 in front of what the uh, various uh, software programs that Fishy outlined uh, read when they first read it yeah. uh, as a browser, uh, but apparently that won't that won't do forever. So they're going to no. better answer. And and interestingly, uh, Chrome users are notoriously lazy. Oh, that's me. They'll sit on old versions for a long, 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 long time, as, as opposed to, say, Safari, yeah. where most of the map updated. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens in reality. Y2K all over again, I'd say. You might remember, guys, back in 1989, around June 4, there was a bit of a, uh, allegedly, I have to say, uh, in China, there may or may not have been an occurrence in Beijing's Tiananmen Square. Uh, involving a tank? Uh, well, involving uh, tens of thousands of people, maybe, uh, and a tank, and a little chappy with some shopping bags. Yeah, one chappy in particular that lay down in front of her. Allegedly. Allegedly. Now, of course, if you're in China, um, nothing happened. Nothing happened on uh, in that period of time. Didn't happen. Nothing to see here. Move along. Um, but in the rest of the world, uh, we saw it all live on television, more or less. And uh, so it wasn't very pretty. Uh, in Hong Kong, um, which, of course, in those days was still well, fairly democratic uh, before the um, Chinese mm. government got in there and, and really, um, uh, well, took over the control of it, if you will, for want of a better term. Uh, they uh, used to celebrate, well, celebrate's not the right word, I suppose, um, commemorate would be a better term, yeah. uh, the uh, anniversary, each, uh, each year's anniversary of the um, alleged massacre that may or may not have happened. And as part of that, uh, a, a Danish um, sculptor created a 26-foot-tall, eight metres, pillar of shame, which depicts uh, 50 torn and twisted bodies piled on yeah. top of each other. Yeah, I've seen that, and it's quite well done, and it's in, and it's painted with flesh-coloured paint and everything. It looks quite realistic. It does indeed. It's very. Uh, it's a very nice bit of work. Uh, I'm not going to uh, mention the arm um, sculptor's name because I can't possibly pronounce it. Um, well, this week, the uh, University of Hong Kong has yeah. decided that it's got to go. It has to be torn down. Um, and removed uh, because it was never actually given official, um, what would you call it, um, 
status, if you will. Uh, and and if- didn't the sculptor approach uh, Beijing for permission to bring it back to Denmark, but he wanted to guarantee that he wouldn't be persecuted by the Chinese if he had done so, and he hadn't hadn't heard from the Chinese government, so he just completely trashed the idea. Correct, uh, because there's a, a, a Hong Kong national security law which basically bans any kind of criticism of uh, mm. mainland China, um, mm. even if uh, we were to go there uh, next Thursday on a shopping trip um, to do a bit of uh, duty-free shopping, we're not allowed to virtually even mention China. Um, it's not dissimilar to the whole Taiwan thing. It's now you know one country, uh, 47 yeah. bits. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but apparently it's not the only one that's gone. Another couple of um, statues or um, monuments, for want of a better term, have also uh, gone. One that was done by a Chinese New Zealand artist uh, measuring um, 3.2 metres um, by 6.4 metres. It's uh, gone from the Lingnan University. So they just do not like having any kind of reminder about the uh, events of uh, yeah. all those years ago that may or may not have happened, of course. This is beyond what the woke people want, isn't that's it? True. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's true. This is uh, this sort of thing has been happening uh, with China for many decades now about rubbing out uh, the history of what occurred in 1989. There was a documentary I saw uh, some years back now where they uh, went to China and interviewed, uh, and they had to do it very carefully because they had been warned about um, uh, what sort of questions they were allowed to ask these young Chinese students, Mm -hmm. and they were also followed and heavily monitored, but they managed to sneak a couple of interviews in with... uh, uh, some uh, Chinese students, and they were up the, that is the the Western journal that did the interview was armed with a few photographs and I think video of what happened in Tiananmen Square in 1989. And the people, the ch- the students, were completely shocked about it. And they, one of them commented, "Is this real?" Mm. And they said, "Yes, this happened in 1989 here." And they just couldn't believe it. They thought it was just manufactured because they were, again, conditioned to believe that that was just, that never happened. It's 1984-esque, isn't it? The, absolutely. Uh, the, the book. Yeah. Uh, yeah where um, history is expunged. And, of course, as you quite rightly say, a lot of uh, woke uh, types around the world are trying to expunge all kinds of history, statues and monuments throughout mm. um, various parts of the Western world, predominantly only in the Western world, well, except for um, China, of course, uh, are being torn down because uh, people don't like the history associated with it, which That's strikes right. me as a bit of a silly thing because if you, um, if you just expunge history, you don't learn from it. That's uh, it. And that strikes me as a very strange thing. So, um, yeah, uh, so I guess there won't be a lot of... Um, Commemorations taking place uh, in um, Hong Kong anymore. Um, about 100 uh, people have been arrested since the um, uh, national security laws were passed in Hong Kong. Um, yeah. That's what all the riots were and the protests and everything. I was actually in Hong Kong at one stage when that was, and I've decided not to go back there for a little while because I didn't like the, um, the smell of tear gas in the morning. It didn't excite me very much. <laughs>
Next up, Japan Pioneers TV you can taste with a new lickable screen. What's a, what's a, what's a TV taste like? Uh, well, Japanese professor Home Mayashita, and believe me, I did practice that before the segment. Home <laughs> uh, very well, hard to pronounce. A prototype lickable TV screen that can imitate food flavours. Another step towards creating a multi-sensory viewing experience. Oh, yeah. The device is called Taste the TV. Or in Australia, taste the telly. Right, good. Uh, a lot of word, a lot of thought went into um, that uh, name, didn't it? It, it you know, they haven't appointed me the uh, PR bloke yet. Don't worry. Um, uh, the, it uses a carousel of ten flavour canisters, oh. uh, and uh, it, it must combine some of them. Uh, you hope would, so. There's more than ten uh, tastes around the world. Uh, let's face it. Uh, the flavour then rolls onto a hygienic film over a flat TV for the viewer to try. Not after you've had 27 people watching the football um, or licking the screen, it won't be very hygienic. <laughs> That's right. I think off air we mentioned a few things where... Uh, just, we won't go down that road. <laughs> just shouldn't be available to lick, frankly. Yes, exactly. So a team of about 30 students at the university have uh, produced a variety of flavour-related devices, including a fork that makes food taste richer. Yeah. Right. So you can fork and have bland food uh, taste better because you, you're sort of licking the fork as you eat. So uh, that would this, improve the taste of tofu then? Well, this, yeah, this TV uh, would cost about uh, $1,210. Uh, I imagine that might be US dollars to, to make. Um, and uh, About 100,000 yen. It's got its uses. Uh, applications Really? I can't think of one. Well, distance learning for sommeliers and cooks. Right. But then you'd have to, I mean, a sommelier is someone who's a qualified uh, wine master who could taste the difference between a Bordeaux grown grape and a, and a grape grown in the Barossa Valley of Australia, for instance. I can't imagine that could be replicated satisfactorily in, using 10 combinations. 10 canisters. There's exactly. no way. I mean, a, a good sommelier will tell you not only uh, that it was grown in uh, Bordeaux, but in which particular uh, chateau. What right. side of the, uh, the the shadow it was done on, what the vine was, where it was yeah. planted in the yeah. uh, the paddock, and um, what grape number it yeah. was. With the shady side of the hill. Exactly. Uh, which beasts used to take a leak. Exactly. Uh, the hill for it to run down into the roots of the, uh, the uh, grapevine. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is uh, technology gone mad. Didn't we do this once before with smell-o-vision at the pictures? I, yes, yeah. some time ago in, in one of our other shows, we did that. And the smell-o-vision thing didn't actually take off at all. No, all it was was a bit of a spray of perfume or something through uh, That's right. the smell of blood uh, at a Rambo right. uh, movie, I think it was, uh, or in, in a Jaws 3D movie, which was even better. Uh, and it was just um, sprayed in the theatre and you went, oh. I think people are getting bored. Scientists and technologists are getting bored and they just want to invent things for the sake of inventing without thinking it through. I mean, who is going to walk up to a TV where you've got a house full of guests and just say, just one moment, please, and go and lick the TV? You'd have mental problems. Well, I'd, if I was at your place and you did that, I'd find that, well, slightly disturbing, I've got to tell you. Yeah, even yeah, for me. A, a couple of other applications, tasting games and quizzes. Um, also, uh, Trivial Pursuit, a whole new, a whole new um, thing in Trivial Pursuit. Maya Sheeter has also been in talks with companies about using his spray technology for applications such as a device that can apply a pizza or chocolate taste to a slice of toasted bread. Oh. Now, I've got questions. Yes. 
well do you do you uh, pop toast out, uh, guys, and then put put chocolate on it? I mean, my kids use Nutella when they were. I was going to say Nutella's not going to be happy about this. Yeah, but what about pizza? You can't spray Dominoes onto a piece of bread, in my view. That's probably best. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Big Al's, on the other hand, would be very exciting. I'd be thrilled and, to bits about that. This this is extremely far fetched. He also hopes to make a platform where tastes from around the world can be downloaded and enjoyed. Uh, much like music is enjoyed now, well, that is going to take some massive steps forward in technology. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's just... I'm sorry, this this is just a... This is actually a, a real story, is it? It is, mate, and, and, and they're stretching it too far. And frankly, Mr. Myashita better be very careful that it doesn't extend to smelling surnames. Now, according to some study that cost an absolute fortune, mm-hmm. Britain's most famous secret agent, James Bond, Ooh. would have died several times over in real life due to the multitude of job-related risks um, this new study apparently now shows. Oh, so it's an OH&S thing? Probably. Right. What sort of things? Yeah. Well... Uh, things like uh, getting STDs, you know, sexually transmitted diseases. Oh, right. Yep, I knew what that was. That sort of thing. Well, he was a bit of a goer. Yeah. And uh, uh, STDs, oh, that's one of them. Um, the other things were, uh, were other infections like viruses, for example, simply because of the places uh, he would visit in a given period of time. Now, as we all know in James Bond movies, he, he, he visits three or four countries mm-hmm. in the space of two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Alcohol poisoning as oh, well. Rubbish. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't know, what, 10 or 20 martinis per, per uh, movie? Well, That's nothing. They've done an analysis. They've said that the risks are to health, uh, and they focused only on the Eon productions of the James Bond movies well, from would. the very first one, Dr. No, all the way through to uh, the current one. Right. Uh, and they've said uh, in uh, their press release, effectively, that uh, they included alcohol consumption as seen in Casino Royale. Now, I don't remember him, you know, going crazy with alcohol consumption. It was just a drink or two, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, he had a couple of drinks at the casino table on the plane. Yeah. They poisoned his drink, didn't he? He had to go out to the car and try and start his heart again. And Yeah, they felt, missed that one. Fell unconscious halfway through or whatever. Yeah. That was the poison, not the booze. Yeah, that's right. That's part of the job. Well, that's his, that is his job. He's, he's paid to die. He's, he's paid as a professional. Look, they don't pick anyone to be a double O, a double O. Right, you've got to be the elite. You've got to be the best of the best of the best. So you've got to be super fit, reasonably smart, mm-hmm. um, and uh, generally in good health, and resistant to things like viri, and probably a, a mild poison or something that uh, normal people would probably die from. But strong people and highly um, uh, athletic individuals and very healthy people yeah, who can could probably survive from that. So that, was that factored in? I don't think it was. I've read the article. I don't see that that was factored in. It's just a wussy story. And I also note that they've missed a couple of occasions where he was thrown out of a plane without a parachute. I mean, that Correct. could potentially kill you. Uh, thrown off a bridge, fell off a bridge, fell off various buildings, got shot a bunch of times, had the 
bejesus beat out of him on more than one occasion. Didn't get eaten by crocodiles. Uh, attacked by snakes. Attacked by snakes, exactly. And spiders. Uh, um, odd job throwing his hat at him. Yeah. Uh, didn't get yeah. shot by the man with the golden gun. So I'm not sure that – because what do they do? They spent like 3,113 minutes or something like that watching James Bond movies. You know, yes. you know where I reckon this really comes down to? That these blokes, this, this group of people from the study, have said, what are we going to do during COVID? I don't know. <laughs> what about we go to the movies and we watch all the James Bond movies, we can eat lots of popcorn, we can drink, we can have a great time, and if we go to uh, our local um, uh, people that fund stupid studies... Mm, we can mm. probably get them to pay for the tickets. And, and let's face it, it's not cheap to go to the pictures these days. You've got no, popcorn, you've got chalk tops, you've got drinks, um, lollies, all the rest of it. I mean, it's a you know 100 buck uh, per movie experience. Well, especially if you interrupt the projectionist and ask them to roll it back a couple of frames because you thought you saw something and didn't. Exactly. And the came in and said, what are you lot doing? Are you wasting my research budget? They go, oh, no, we're statisticians. Oh, well, that's all right then. <laughs> and they, it lists food poisoning. I mean... He ate in some of the, the classiest, best restaurants on the planet. I think they're more concerned about the fact that he eat, uh, he'd keep eating raw oysters. Well, how well, else would you have your oysters? And except if the oysters killed Patrick, of course, that's different. Um, but raw oysters, of course, oysters are raw. You just pluck them out of the bloody ocean, for God's sake. I notice in a lot of the James Bond movies when he's in a like a dodgy part of the world where there's food that doesn't look particularly hygienic the way it might be served. It could be street vendors, you know, wanting to sell some of their food. Yes. I've noticed, I would say, every time he he waves them away and says, no, no, no. That's true. He did. That's true. Yeah, so next, he was careful. The next he time was. you see him eat, it's in a tux being shown to his regular table by the fellow whose first name he knows from the restaurant. Which, which means how good is he as a secret agent that everyone knows him? Oh, Mr. Bond, welcome back to the hotel. We have your usual room ready for you. How does that work? You're a secret agent. Like, really? Yeah, no. Here's your dodgy kippers. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't happen. Uh, he was also a heavy smoker in the early days, but, of course, uh, Daniel Craig's era has uh, uh, got rid of that. Although I think he's had a couple of cigars along the way, hasn't he? Probably. Which is, you know, equally as bad. So, I mean, they're trying to make him a little bit healthier, but I just, I'd be more worried about being shot, stabbed, eaten by crocodiles, going off a, a, a waterfall, a huge big waterfall in a boat, not dying. Uh, I'm not sure that I'd be overly worried about, uh, well, eating raw oysters, uh, shagging, uh, alcohol poisoning, dehydration, risk of um, hookworm infection. I don't even know how you get that one, so... I think they're probably getting a little bit carried away on that. A 27-year-old woman from Toronto, Canada, her name's Megan Wainwright. She's an avid TikTok publisher. Oh, oh God. Don't get me started on oh, that. Oh, no. I don't like where this is heading already. She has a long-distance relationship uh, with a uh, chappie from Chicago. Right. Right. And uh, she's caught him cheating. Oh, now, no. that's, you know, we're not Robinson Crusoe talking about people that have been caught cheating on their partners, are we? No. However, uh, this lady, being the, uh, the TikToker that she is, has got, uh, what is it, 1.5 million uh, views on, on some of her stuff, hundreds of thousands of followers. And the fact that she lives her relationship basically on a, on a, video, uh, a video channel. Right. 
Oh, well, I think it probably leaves her open to some some problems, some issues. And in this case, one of her avid fans has matched with her boyfriend, that's Megan's boyfriend. Right. Uh, on um, on a dating app and got in touch with her. Sent her so, a message. I think Matt, she sent her a message originally on TikTok. Matched the boyfriend who doesn't live in Toronto with her. The Chicago chappy, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so, so what, did, what did she think was going to happen by having a long-distance relationship uh, with some dude? Oh, you unsentimental yeah. bastard, you. Of course it was going to be love. And, and, love and also playing around with TikTok and, and crap like that. They met on Hinge. Now, I don't know if you pair are familiar with Hinge, uh, but Hinge is a dating site. Uh, I don't know whether it's a, sw- a swipe left, a swipe right, up, down. It's one of those sort of ones. Where well, it's one of many. Yeah, it is. And you, yes, yeah. you, you, you see somebody on there and you think, oh, that looks a bit of all right. I might uh, match them. And, and you send a little thing. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a bit fond of you. They look at you. And because it's a bloke, he's desperate. He just goes, oh, yeah, sure. I've got some girl that's interested in me. So he naturally, of course, accepts that. Mm. And in this case, it was um, uh, Toronto to Chicago. But apparently, though, he was, uh, she was actually in, uh, in the love sack with them, uh, with yeah. the boyfriend, uh, during a visit to his hometown when she got the email. Now, this poses a couple of questions to me. One, actually, no, it just poses one question to me, really, when I think about it. <laughs> okay. What the hell are you doing looking at an email while you're in bed, you know? Well, that's a good point. Like, is it in the afterglow? Is it in the pre-section? Or as, is it a case of nowadays with young people that they're on the job and the phone goes bing and so they just sort of roll over slightly while still in the action uh, party and a quick look. You're behind the times. It never leaves their hand. Ah, gee, that must be my, uh, that must be why they're so good. Uh, boys are so good at undoing a bra with one uh, one hand That's nowadays. It. Yep. Now, there's another very, very important issue here that we have, we've missed. Yes. And that is TikTok or Facebook or Instagram, anyone who's a follower, mm-hmm. I think you've got to be very sceptical of because they're playing detective and some of them have got, you know, evil designs to harm you if they're jealous about how successful you are on that platform and how, how many followers you've got and so forth. So I think... You've just got to be careful about all your followers and whether they're sincere about, you know, helping you or not, or whether they're out to completely destroy your life. So, people, be cautious. Yeah, that's not bad advice, Fishy, but um, can I just say, um, just before we finish up, uh, Mm. because what this actually tells me is, uh, and I'm all for dating apps, don't get me wrong, I think it's a great way to meet people even though, you know, I don't know what's wrong with the pub. Well, I suppose you've been able to go to the pub for the last two years, so that's fine, well and dandy. But do you, is it really necessary to put everything on TikTok and bloody social no. media and Instagram and all no. this stuff? The 138,000 people that are following you, Ms. Wainwright, they're not your friends. They no. don't know you. You don't know them. Get mm. a grip, people, for God's sake. This is almost as bad as last week. It's just pathetic. Oh, anyway, that's it for this week, everyone. Well, it's a strange world we live in. It really is. And I shake my head just constantly. Uh, but we'll be back next week with uh, the stories behind the stories, the in-depth look at what's happening around the world. Uh, don't forget, if you um, think we're worthwhile, 
jump onto the uh, newsgrubs.com website and up in the top right-hand corner is a little donate button if you want to. But uh, otherwise, we'll see you all again next week. Have a uh, happy new year and we'll see you all again soon. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the News Grubs. We'll be back next week. Thank you.